welcome to the 4R Empire podcast. I'm your host, Abby Moucher. In this podcast, we address the personal and the business issues that female entrepreneurs face in their day-to-day lives. So our guest today is the lovely Jean Tien. Did I get that right? Oh, yeah, Abby. Yes, you got it perfect. <laughs> yeah, the lovely Jean Tien. So she's a coach that helps corporate women stand out from the crowd. And today we're talking about imposter syndrome. Hi, Jean. <laughs> Hi, Abby. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So tell good. us a bit more about you. So um, like you said, I work with performance-driven, career-focused women to really help them break free from the shells that have kept them small and so that they can step out and really shine in the crowd so that they don't really have competition. And I do that for women who are in corporate or for women who are really like looking to leave corporate to go do entrepreneurial activities too yeah yeah so um and i know the corporate world is a bit cutthroat since ultimately um if you if if you are in a corporate job then you have to sort of like meet um deadlines constantly you have to have a certain way you you hold yourself a certain way you see yourself which might not necessarily be true so um so how does um imposter syndrome help um women in, in the corporate world Yeah, so imposter syndrome comes in all different shapes and forms within the corporate world because of the fact that, so what happens with imposter syndrome is we don't, we're afraid that people will find out who we truly are, that perhaps that like the, the, the facade, I'll call it the facade, right? The facade that we have, the, the person that we present ourselves to be is not necessarily who we are and there's this fear that people will find out that we're not as good as they think we are, or we're we're not as good at, or we're really not as good as like, you know, what is presented out there with. So it comes in all these different forms because of the fact that like, if people, and it comes for people who are doing really well. And for those people who are not necessarily, (laughs) right. They just don't feel like ultimately they don't feel the, the core of it is they don't feel like they belong. Like they don't feel like they're, they, they, not not necessarily belong, but they don't feel like like what they're doing is um, is ever really good enough, and that they should always be doing more. And so yeah. they're always trying to be this person who may not necessarily you know who they may not necessarily be. And so for the people who are doing really well, like I know I've been in positions where I've been doing really well, and there are times where I sit there and and, and I think I don't really think I'm doing that well. Like no. I don't really know, you know, like I'm afraid that people, you know, are going to find out that I'm not really good at X, Y, and Z. And that, that scares <laughs> oh, wow. me. And for those who aren't doing really well, they're going to find, they're going to, they're probably thinking like, you know, one day they're going to find out that I'm not meant for this role. Or one day they're going to find out that I'm not meant for this, whatever it is. And I'm going to, they're going to like, you know, get rid of me. So that's oh. where the imposter syndrome can come in into corporate Okay. Uh, so, question. Um, so this this um idea, this thoughts we have, is there any aspect of truth in it, or it's just completely false? It depends on you. That's the whole. That's that's the part that that's like. That's what I love about imposter syndrome because no, it all starts up it? here, and it all yeah, like because it all really does start with your own thoughts and beliefs about yourself, and it also um, and I'm very much into the heart space, like and the heart center type of leadership, and also teaching and coaching. And so, 
Like it all also starts with an understanding of who you are. So when you are able to come from a place where you know exactly who you are, where you know what value you bring to the table, where you understand you may not be the best person in the, yeah. in the room, right, that does this, and understand and accept that part, that, that part, that acceptance, that understanding of who you are um, can easily be, I think, can easily translate into a relief of imposter syndrome. Okay. So how do I get to this point of acceptance though? Like, is there like an exercise I have to do where I stare at the mirror and go, you're amazing, you're great, you're the best. So like, how do I get to this acceptance really quickly? <laughs> Yeah, well, that definitely helps. I mean, look, I don't know if there's a very quickly, like, you know, process, but there's a very quickly on the spot process, right? So it's like, if you are feeling imposter syndrome, go into what your fear is. There's always a fear that's going to drive behind what your imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. is, because there's always something that you're afraid people are going to find out. You're not good enough. You're not worthy enough. You're not something, something enough, right? It's always like a fear that's driving that imposter syndrome. Uh, and so it's the so first thing first is why are you feeling this way? What are you afraid of? What is it that, you know, what is the fear that's coming out? And let's say, for example, you're feeling um, that you're not good enough, that they're going to find out that you're not good enough, really. Mm-hmm. And they're going to, um, you know, I don't know, people won't buy from you or people will find out you're really not a very good coach or people will, you know, find out you're not very good at your job. So then go into, and then the next thing is like, okay, I have this fear, but what's causing me to feel this way? Why is this fear coming up at this time? What has triggered this fear? And then you start looking at, well, how do I get rid of it? How, like you find the examples that disprove all of the fears that are coming up. So for example, let's say um, you think you're not good enough uh, of a coach. Well, then you find all the examples of how you have been able to help your clients, right? Or how you have been a really good coach. So like what makes a good coach? Well, I help my clients, my clients get results. I do X, Y, and Z. Okay. So then how have you already done that? And then you really just go and, and instead of, so human nature, we tend to focus on all of the things we haven't done, all of the things that we're not good at. And then when we focus our attention on those areas, that's where, that's what expands in our life. Meaning like that's what manifests in our own life. So we want to focus on all the stuff where we're really good at so that yeah. we can continue to manifest all the good stuff. And then that's where our energy goes. So energy is very much like, so when I say that, it's like, um, you have, let's say, for example, you're planting a flower. And so when (laughs) when you put the seed in the ground, you need water and you need sun, right? Yes. So that's the focus, the energy, the the sun and the water is the focus, because when we put enough of that, the flower grows. Right. So we can have a weed, which is like the negative stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Or we can have a beautiful sunflower, which is all of the reasons why we're worthy. And so that's why we want to put our energy, the sun and the water and all that makes the sunflower grow into what makes us positive so that we can truly bloom on the outside. We can get rid of this imposter syndrome. We can understand that, look, we may not be the best at something, but that doesn't mean we're not Amazing at it. At it yeah. right? We're not 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then, yeah, so yeah. that definitely will help with the imposter syndrome feelings like on the spot. Okay. Okay. So, um, is it, is it possible for imposter syndrome to be triggered by somebody who is well-meaning? Like maybe, maybe they, they say a comment that's supposed to be, um, helpful from their perspective but then your brain just sort of takes it the other way around is, is that it is that yeah absolutely anything can trigger yeah absolutely anything can trigger imposter syndrome because let's say for example um so let's say for example abby um i don't know how long you've been podcasting but let's say you just started podcasting, I just started <laughs> right um, let's say you just started I'm sorry. I've just started. So it's fine. (laughs) Okay. Great. Perfect. Now you just started podcasting. So what, um, so then what if somebody said, well, Abby, I mean, did you know X, Y, and Z that you have to do in podcasting? Do you have this equipment and that equipment that you have, you know, in podcasting? Did you know that like, oh my gosh, how could you not know that? Yes. And then you go into this, like, am I really, am I really meant to do this? Am I, am I going to be good enough? Am I, really a podcaster or am I just a wannabe podcaster? Am I, you know, and that's this whole imposter syndrome that comes into it. And it's like, well, I've never done this before. So who am I to think that I could be a great podcaster and have something and something, you know, on the top charts, anything, anything can trigger that. And so once you're feeling that way, the question is, why can't you be a great podcaster? Who says you have to have a year of, communications degree or you know you have to have the right microphone to be a podcaster yeah, anybody that. with a phone and anybody with a phone and an app can pretty much be a podcaster <laughs> right yeah i got the and same advice yeah yeah and then so and it's funny because it's like i also know people who um have just started out their podcasting show or their podcast show and they r- rose to the top of like you know, the, the hit list or whatever it is they call it in podcasting space. And so it doesn't, so there's so many things that like you don't, I think people try to be nice when they share advice, especially unsolicited advice, right? Yeah. Like what happens is, well, that's the thing. It's a lot of it is they, I think it's with good intent or maybe not, but I, th- I think most of it is with good intent. But it comes from their own fears. It comes from the, you know, and I think they're trying to share from their wisdom and you take it for what it is. If it doesn't resonate with you, you let it go. But, but, you know, their experience is not going to be your experience. And so you just have to recognize that whatever they say, that's their experience. It yeah. has nothing to do with how qualified you may be. So uh, from your experience, you no know, coaching, um, corporate women, you know, in really dealing with imposter syndrome. So apart from, apart from like realizing that this comment is coming from their experience and realizing that there is definitely something you're good at, might not be the best in the room, might not be the best in the room, but you're definitely good at something. So apart from, from that, um, what other process can I sort of use? for defeats imposter syndrome i'm sorry abby you kind of broke up before you froze on my end i apologize could you speak that question again i'm using my phone as a hot as a hot spot so someone just called and i ended it but apparently not fast enough i'm just put off the sim that way nobody calls me just put it off 
The silence is not good enough. I think. Am I doing it? Oh, no. Wrong button. Wrong button. Holy crap. difficulties <laughs> I know sorry you pressed the wrong thing that's okay I feel like an agent too fast <laughs> ah okay yeah I got this I got this Okay, so I was I was asking that apart from one realizing that when imposter syndrome comes in, you might not be like the best in the room, but you're definitely good at something. Uh, mm -hmm. And apart from realizing that when somebody says this comment that's supposed to be well meaningful but ultimately tend that um, hurtful, so apart from realizing that, like what steps from your from your expertise, coaching cooperative, and have you sort of like. Okay, you outlined that this is like a pathway that we can follow to like dealing with imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so for that, I always start with what we had kind of talked about before yeah. is why do you feel this way? Like what, what, so first of all, what are you feeling, yeah. right? And then why are you feeling this way? Okay. And then it's to then understand and find the examples that disprove the limiting beliefs and the fears that are coming up that create that feeling of like overall imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. So, so that's like the very general steps. And so the way where coaching comes in and where I get, you know, where I come in to help my clients is like those three steps anyone can do. Right. But yeah. a lot of times where coaches come in to help and to be effective is that they find the blind spots that we ourselves may not necessarily be seeing okay. or open to seeing because we're afraid to admit something to ourselves. So okay. coaches come in to not only help the clients through the process, but a lot of times they kind of they they, they help the clients in a very loving way, push them to find and to dig deeper into inform into the into information they see things from a different perspective that the client themselves may not have been able to pick up on and so those three steps like that's how i would work with my client like what are you feeling why are you feeling, feeling this way? way like what are the fears and the limiting beliefs that are coming up yeah. and then let's find examples to disprove them and more, most importantly, this is something that I don't see a lot of coaches do, oh. or, you know, like I don't see a lot of people do is that they have to then start to bring in the very empowering beliefs of who they want to be okay. and who they, you know, because if we let our fear, if, if we don't bring in those empowering beliefs, because we've gotten rid of, it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like this, right? Like you uh -huh. had an empty bottle. And we've already, like, so it was full originally. And so yeah. let's say, for example, it was full and we cleared it all and we dumped it out. And now it's clear of the, the beliefs and the, the limiting beliefs and the fears. Yeah. So now we need to bring in the empowering beliefs about ourselves oh. to fill the bottle. And refill it. Oh, and that's okay. how we're going to operate. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so okay. a lot of coaches and people themselves don't realize that that's a very important step. And then we want to start, um, we want to start implementing and integrating these empowering beliefs into our life 
so that we don't have to have those like imposter syndrome, oh. you know, impact like back in like those. So those fears and those limiting beliefs don't come back in. So like, what's, what's an example of an empowering belief? Um, is it just like you um, cheering yourself up? Is that what the empowering belief That's looks part of like? It. Yeah. So let's say, let's use your example again. Not that this is you, but it's a good (laughs) example because let's say, you know, the podcasting, you're new and, um, but let's say you're like, oh, you know, maybe I have imposter syndrome because maybe, you know, like who am I to say that I'm a podcaster? I haven't really done anything, but then we'll say, okay, well, why do you feel this way? Well, maybe I'm not good enough because I see so many people and they do it better. Yeah. Okay. But then let's find what, you know, let's, let's, let's get rid of that. Like who says it's better? Everybody has their own audience, right? So your audience may find you better than that person. And then we bring in the empowering beliefs of, no, I'm really good, right? Like I, I'm an amazing podcaster because I do X, Y, and Z. And my podcasts, uh, you know, people love listening to my podcasts and I love doing them. I'm doing it for me, not necessarily for how other people feel. It's, what I want to do. Yeah. And so these are the things that we bring in so that you like, you know, and we could say like, you have a gift of gap, meaning like, you know, you can, you keep the energy up, you know, how to talk to people, you ask great questions. These are the, you know, these are the qualities to you that make a great podcast, right? So those are the beliefs. (laughs) Those are the empowering beliefs that you want to start bringing in and say like, ah, you know, like this is this, you know, I'm a great podcaster because I can do X, Y, and Z and it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. Yeah. And and you also mentioned that apart from doing this, um, these three things that the coach comes in to like spotting, um, blind spots that you yourself might not have seen. Mm-hmm. So, um, what examples of, of this blind spots? Yeah. So, um, I'll use a different example because I don't know enough about you to do uh, <laughs> like your blind spots, yeah. but let's say, um, so I've had clients come to me and, you know, a lot of what they, like a lot of times they're corporate, they're very, like, they're very ambitious. They have kids. And what then they say is like, I want to, um, you know, like I want to, I want to succeed. I want to move up. I want a promotion, but I am, you know, but like, I'm so overwhelmed and um, I have, you know, I have to take care of kids and I have to do this and I have to do that. And, 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 you know, I have to, whatever it is. And then, so, what they don't see is that they have the blind spot is what they don't see is that the, the, the common thing amongst all of the problems that they have is that they're unwilling to let go. Oh, you mean they have to have full control. And so when we're in our own, like, and so people don't see that because that's just who they've been. That's just how they've operated. And so they don't see that common theme that runs through all of the issues that they've been having. Oh, that's because there. Ah, okay. Or there's a fear, right? Or there's a fear that goes through. So, like, um, and they don't. And and quite honestly, a lot of times when you're unwilling to let go of control, mm-hmm. there's a lack of trust. And a lot of times, it's a lack of trust in themselves. Oh, it's a lack of trust in the universe. It's a lack of trust in others. And so these are, and then so like, this is how the coaches come in to help them dig deeper oh, 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 to say like, okay, well, why do you feel that you can't let go? 
Why do you feel that you need to, you know, um, why do you feel that you need to be on top of your kids when your kids are old enough that they can take care of themselves, right? Yeah, yeah. Why do you feel that you, you can't have them help you more? And so this is like kind of the questions that we start to ask as coaches that's, that help them see that there is a blind spot that comes like that they have and that there's something that we, we kind of like hold the mirror up so they can't avoid seeing it. <laughs> the, the lack of trust that is hit me. <laughs> yeah, okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> it hits a lot of people. It hits me too. So like, yeah. it's, we're all human. We're all, you know, like work in progress. And we've been told, especially if you're ambitious and you're, you know, you've already achieved a level of success. We've been told that we, we buy into the, Hey, if you, if, if, um, you, you have to do it yourself if you, ha- if you want to do it right. Right. Like oh. that's kind of like the common theme that like runs through. Oh. So yeah, the trust thing is a big thing for, for yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. people, especially in corporate because they, yeah. So like, how do I trust myself more than do? <laughs> like yeah, if like, if my trust issues in myself is like an, like a stumbling block, how do I trust myself more do? So it depends. I, I, I can't give a general answer, yeah. but it depends. But it's, it's a lot of self-worth. It's a lot of self-worth. A lot of people doubt that they can't make things happen or that, you know, that, that a lot of the times I think people don't trust themselves because they don't have the right discipline. There's not enough consistency. Um, they, they don't think that they're good enough. And so these are the things that are important to look at for yourself too. Okay. So let's say, for example, one way, one tool you can use is, um, you know, write down things like people don't trust themselves to do certain things. Well, if that's your case, then make sure that whatever you write down, you're doing them. So if you say you're going to go to the gym three times a week, yeah, go to the gym three times a week. Oh. If you say that you're going to eat healthy, then make sure that you eat healthy you know, like those are common examples, but those are the small steps that we can take in order to trust ourselves because we know that whatever we set our minds to, we're going to be able to execute and deliver. And that's part of trusting, you know, trusting yourself. So like a, like a, like a to-do list that says, uh, I'm going to get do this yeah. done. I'm going to get this yeah. done. I'm going to get this done. Okay. Yeah. Uh, how do I keep myself accountable for that to do? <laughs> that's you. That's you. I mean, you can get a friend. You can get a friend. Um, I also have a planner. So I have a planner that helps me like, you know, like, like map out what it is that I need to do mm-hmm. and give yourself some space. Meaning like my friend put it the right, like I have a friend that's also in the coaching space and she okay. said it so well. She said, these are targets, not goals. Meaning you don't have to hit the bullseye each and every time. But I don't. If you get around kind of, <laughs> no, for your to-do list. Oh. So like, let's say for example, you have, you know, let's say, for example, you have like 10 things on your to-do list. Maybe two of them don't get done. And there's a reason it didn't get done. Just give yourself that space. Give yourself the compassion, oh. right, that it didn't get done. But go back, you know, go and make sure that it gets done another day or something. So okay, that's okay. that's where, um, you know, that's part of the consistency aspect. But again, that's a, that's a part of trusting yourself. The other part is knowing you can do it, that you you have it within you to do it. So this is also part of trusting yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. You have to trust yourself that you can actually get this done despite all the fear that I cannot get this done. <laughs> yes. 
uh, very interesting. So um, how does um, impo- does imposter syndrome like lead to procrastination? Because I feel like if if you believe you cannot do something, I feel like you're just gonna keep on like postponing, 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 postponing. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It does. It can. It absolutely can. Yeah, because there's a resistance that you have to doing something. So if you have imposter syndrome and you have resistance to doing something, Mm -hmm. it's the same steps that we look at. Like where where is this resistance coming from? Why are you feeling it? Like, and so it's like the question that I would ask is, you know, why are you procrastinating this? Is it something you just don't like to do? And that's okay. Or is it something that you're afraid of? Like, like you're afraid that you're not going to do it well enough or that you're not going to be good enough. Now then I'm going to ask you why, (laughs) why do you feel that way? Right. And then so like, just keep digging into why do you feel this way? Why are you like thinking that you're not good enough? And then we go into the same steps of like, well, let's find area, like let's find examples where that's not true because I can bet you so many times, like, from what I've seen, there's so many times that the um, the mind takes over. Our ego and our fears and our logical mind takes over. And what happens is they're going to tell you, <clears throat> they're going to try to keep you safe. That's what our ego mind's job is. And we appreciate the ego mind for doing that. So what we want to do, though, is to understand, okay, well, it's keeping me safe, but I want to grow. And so whenever you're growing, you're growing out of your comfort zone. You're going into an area of potentially something that you haven't done before. And that's where the procrastination comes from because you're afraid that it's not going to be good enough. Well, it's okay, but at least you take that first step. So even if we don't find an example of how you're going to be good, we have to understand we all need to take that first step. And that first step will then lead to a second, to a third, to a fourth. And then we're going to get better as we go. Nobody comes out into this world being an expert on something. It's it's a process. Sorry. <laughs> so I think I think we're talking about if you're procrastinating, um, where is it coming from? Is it because you don't like what you're doing, or is it because it's it's a fear that you're not quite uh, good enough to do this? Right. For me, it's, right. it's the other ones. I fear I'm not good enough to do something. Then that's what keeps me from keeps me procrastinating. If that's one of the reasons why. Yeah, a lot of the times it, it comes up to be fears that yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, sorry. I, I think you kind of like froze a little bit. But yeah, so fear is a big one. Um, resistance into doing it because you don't think that the results are going to turn out good enough. Or, yeah. you know, and I know like for me sometimes when I get, when I allow the project to overwhelm me, I like, push it away. And so like, that's the procrastination aspect. So, you know, there's always a lot of that happening too. So it's always like, okay, well, let's see if I'm feeling like it's going to overwhelm. Um, you know, like I'm, it's kind of like if you do something and not care how the results are going to be, like yeah. it just, everything comes out easier. Right. Like, it's like, it just, it comes out easier. And then you can always go back and fix it up. Like when you're doing it, just get it done just do it with the goal of getting it done without worrying about how it's going to be at the end and then when it's at the end then you can go back and say well okay you know let me edit this how is it better you know could I do this better could I do that better and then this way you don't kind of like because 
when you're constantly worrying if this is good enough, what you do is it, it slows down the process because you're, con- you're constantly questioning yourself mm. as you're doing it. Yeah. And so when you're constantly questioning yourself as you're doing it, you're stuck. You literally get stuck because you don't allow yourself to move forward. Yeah. Every step that you're taking forward, you're like, well, wait, is that the right step? Is that the right thing? Is that yeah, the right yeah. way? And and but what you do is you take one step forward and then you keep going back. So you really yeah. Can you hear me? Uh, is, is the network freezing? No, I can hear you. Oh, thank God. I was okay. Let's ask a question. Like, the question is trying to evade me right now. That's <laughs> okay. okay. So I'm, I, it's not like the most positive thing, but it's kind of reassuring to know that you are the experts in this and you still procrastinate sometimes. So yeah, I'm not doing too bad right yeah. now. <laughs> No, every, you know, <laughs> it's so funny. Um, I would never say I'm an expert for it, but yes, everybody procrastinates. We all procrastinate and there's always a reason why. And just like, and so, you know, there's sometimes it's just because you're tired and that's okay. But again, it's always understanding the why, like why are, there's always different energies that create certain reactions. And so you always want to look into the energy that's creating this reaction. Is it, is it something that's like, um, I don't want to say that if it's good energy or bad energy, but is it energy that needs looking into, meaning like fear, resistance, limiting beliefs, or is it, um, you know, is it energy that's because you just need to recharge and that's okay. Like if you need to procrastinate because you need to recharge, um, you know, that's your body telling you that you need to recharge. Need so to recharge. there's always, it, it, it's never about it's always about the why behind what it is that you're feeling and you're okay, doing. Okay, so you, okay. This is how you get movement forward. It's like when you understand, okay, you know, okay. so you, su- the why. you suggest that if I'm procrastinating doing something, I have to like ask myself, why am I procrastinating? Right. Exactly. Uh, knowing myself, I probably would not be very honest. <laughs> my answer. Yeah, I probably would. Not. Well, that's definitely important. You want to be honest with yourself. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you definitely want to be honest with yourself. And, you know, and that's why coaches come in to help because this is, we, 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 you can't hide from us, right? Because we're oh seeing, my God. Like, like we're definitely picking down. up on things that you're probably not willing to admit. <laughs> so it's like, hmm, so then why are you procrastinating? And we'll keep asking you. So, so like now, um, if if so like if let's say Abigail right now is dealing with um imposter syndrome and, and some procrastination and and they think okay now I need to um probably see a coach because Abigail is not very good at keeping herself accountable. So like <laughs> I'm terrible at this by the way. So, like, <laughs> so um what's your what's your website? How how can I connect with you? Like what oh, solutions, yes. so to speak, um do you do you sort of have that can help me out? Yeah, no. um, So I have a website. It's jeantien.com. So that's J-E-A-N-T-I-E-N.com. And so, and and it has like the products and the services that I offer. And so um, there's actually one program that I'm launching that I've launched and it's called um, Power Through Passion. And it's designed for 
the women professional who are basically tired of working really, really hard and, you know, with, and sacrificing their personal life without, um, without kind of like getting what they want in return from their career. So this is them. So this course is basically teaching them how to reclaim their power, take back the control in their career instead of allowing others to dictate how their career is going to go. And so that's one way. And then also I have one-to-one coaching that they can do with me. And then, so in my one-to-one coaching, this is very much like what we do is that my clients will come and they're, they, a lot of them come because they're like overwhelmed. They can't take it anymore. They're not sure like how they're going to, they're not sure how they're going to move forward because they very much feel stuck in their current Mm -hmm. environment. And so I help them work through it. And, you know, it's, it's so lovely because I love what I do because the, the, the messages that I get from my clients is like, Jean, guess what? I did this for myself today. And I never thought I would be able to do that. And, you know, and that's, that's why I do what I do because that's like, you know, like I love getting those messages because it's people that always had it in themselves to do it. They just needed that extra help. And that's what coaching is for. It's that extra help um, to help them see that they're fully capable to help them see that, you know, it just kind of, it just kind of needed a bit of a reshift in terms of mindset, in terms of understanding fears and limiting beliefs that are keeping us stuck in our current position. How, how is the reclaim your passion different from the one-on-one? Are they like two different areas? So the, um, so the uh, power through passion one, which is what you were mentioning before, yeah. that's a group coaching program. Oh, and so that starts okay, okay, on June 23rd. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that starts on June 23rd. It's a group coaching program and we basically go through the same steps, but we, we focus very specifically on where they want their life to go, where they want their um, career to go. And so we take a look at where they are now. We take a look at, you know, what would their ideal life and ideal career look like? And we go through and dig through the belief the, the fears that keep them or that come up for them as they think about, oh my gosh, I want a career that, you know, takes me to the top, but then I have little kids. So can I really get to the top? So those are the things that we look at. And then the last part is the super fun part because I start talking about, or I teach people how to um, manifest. So we talk more about the law of attraction and how it really works and, you know, and like give them the tools and the tips so that they can continue to manifest Mm. all of the things that they want. Oh, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. So, um, yeah. the, so this way the power, we can capitalize on their passion. Because, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the power, the power, um, through your passion, power, power your passion, power through your passion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's a bit like, like, like a career coach slash, um, life coach slash, uh, motivational coach, like all in one. It's all in one. Yes. <laughs> I guess you could say that. Yeah. Uh, but then the one-on-one is just um, like a specific problem. Maybe it's maybe, maybe a career, maybe it's, it's imposter syndrome. Whatever the client needs. Uh, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. It's whatever the client needs. Uh, okay. And then, so whatever the client needs. So if they're coming to me, like I had a client come, you know, I had um, a client come to me and they're like, I don't feel like, you know, I'm good enough. I, I feel like I have imposter syndrome half the times. And so, you know, that's something that, like that's what we will work on one-on-one. Uh, it's imposter syndrome the same as like it's, having it's, no self-confidence. That's what they wanted to, but yeah. Uh, 
as asking is um, important imposter syndrome same as having like low yes. self confidence it is yeah. oh it's not necess- it's um it's not necessarily low self confidence but that is a part of it it's not being confident in what it is that you're doing so it, it doesn't mean that like you're entirely you know it, it's it, it's like it, it doesn't so imposter syndrome could be very much specific to what it is that you're doing it could be overall but it, i for the most part with what i've worked with it's like specifically what with what you've been doing in terms of your career your job or oh, okay, okay. It, it's a specific part yeah, yeah. And are there any misconceptions that's, that you've seen, maybe your clients have or the general public have about imposter syndrome? Are there any of those? Yeah, so I think a lot of times for those, and I've had imposter syndrome myself, right? And then so a lot of times when we have imposter syndrome and we look around and we look at everybody around us and it feels like we're the only ones who have this and everybody is fully confident in what they do. And that's not true. Everybody goes through imposter syndrome. So imposter syndrome is not, is not, it's not like, it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean anything. It just means you're going through a period where it's, um, where, you know, it's just kind of like a sign that you need to start focusing on um, to grow. Like it'll help you grow. Well, I guess you can see it as um, one of the steps you have to climb to grow, like, about, yeah, like one of the ladder st- stance steps. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That, that makes sense. That makes sense. So I have also dealt with imposter syndrome. Um, 2018, I wanted to be an author. Oh, I had, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still waiting to be an author. <laughs> well, don't wait. Take action. Yeah. Let's talk about I'm that. Working on it. <laughs> I'm working on it. It's, I had read all the books. I had taken so many master classes. Um, I had bought um, so many um, writing bundles and software, like editing software, and all that. And then, and I just, I just felt like um, I don't have a degree in English number one. So I mean, sure, I speak English, but I don't have a degree in English number one. Uh, number two, how, how does like, how would I? put the words together and turn it into a story. What if it's flat? What if it's boring? What if nobody buys it? What if they're like negative reviews? What if the editing is bad? What if the cover design does not appeal to anybody? Like there are so many things I need to consider right now. So I just said I will plan on writing a book and I'm still planning on it. Well, I'm going to tell you to just sit down in front of a computer, set yeah. up time every day and just write. Don't worry about the editing. Don't worry about the grammar. Don't worry about whatever it is. Write in your own voice. So one, one, like I'm not an author. I'm, I've written, but like one thing I, I feel like I've heard over and over again is write as if you're talking. So imagine like your computer is your friend and you're going to share the story with them. So how would you, you know, like, how would you share it? Like, Hey, one day, you know, like here's what I learned blah, blah, blah. and just keep writing because at the end of the day, Maybe the first two pages aren't very good, but you'll get into the flow of it and then yeah. you'll keep going forward, right? And then you can always edit it. It's not your final product, but at least you wrote something on paper That's instead of just vision. <laughs> yeah, I still plan on writing. Like, like, I want to write. I actually had it tacked on my on my, uh, my cupboard, so I'm going to my, my closet, so if I want to get dressed, I can like, see. 2020, write a book. But hey... I'm still waiting for it. I still have six months for the month end, so for the year end. So I'm just like, well, get into the flow at some point. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good. 
Good. Put it in your diary, put it set time aside, sit in front of your computer and then just write whatever comes to your mind. So is there anything else you, want you, to you have to take a step? I, I, no, does plan, um, does plan instead count as a step? <laughs> does planning to write the book count as a it step? It counted as a step. It counted as a step, but that was last in 2018. It counted as a step. <laughs> Now we want to get you writing. Uh, I shall get there. I just hope it doesn't come Good. out terrible. No, uh, well, yeah. So it doesn't matter how it comes out. Just write. What? And then you can always go back and edit it. <laughs> you can always go back to edit it. Whatever you write doesn't matter. It uh, just, it's, it's about actually taking the step to write at this time. Can't be an author if you don't write. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> I can be an almost <laughs> author. <laughs> yes, that you are. Almost author. <laughs> this class has been an author, but not there yet. I'm like, <laughs> it's still in my goal. Good. I want to write a book. Like, oh my God. But, uh, but there's so many books already. Like, <laughs> what if mine is terrible? That's like the uh, the major fear. Yours won't be terrible. terrible. I can do this. It won't be terrible. It won't be terrible. You can do it. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So uh, is there anything else you want to add or any questions you want to ask as we round up? No, I think I'm good. I really enjoyed chatting with you. This is fun. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thanks to have you as well. Uh, I, I liked how one of the examples was about, about uh, podcasting because that yeah. was something I had procrastinated on. Uh, and I I was told that I need, to, I need to have a good gear. So I bought the gear and then I panicked. <laughs> so eventually I started. But I started, That's awesome. I started with the belief that nobody would want to be a guest. So I just posted that, thinking that, yeah, nobody wants to be a guest. And then people wanted to And be you a had, guest. like, a lot of people that yeah, wanted to be a guest. Yeah, and I was like, holy crap, I don't think this is true. <laughs> I did not think this is true. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you can always, all these beliefs come up because you're doing something new. And yeah. your fears or ego is there to protect you because you've never done it before. And they don't want you to get hurt. But if you don't try, and if you, like... It's like uh, the, the example everybody always gives is babies didn't come out walking. We as humans didn't come out of the womb walking. Yeah. We had to learn how to walk. Yes. But we got there and now we run and now we sprint and now we you know jump and skip and whatever it is. And so we, well, we go from crawl, we go from not crawling at all to crawling to you know running, walking, standing running, or something. Blah, blah, blah. Exactly. And then so that's but It, it, it was never a question of will we ever do it? It's a, it's just a matter of when will when. we do it, right? And then so for you, that's the question. It's when will I be, you know, like when will I be writing? And that's all up to you. That's all up to you. That's in your control. I'm being called up personally right now. When will I write this book? Yeah. Let's even know myself. Good. You're going to get off this podcast and start writing. <laughs> I can do this. I can do this. I yes, can, can do this. Yeah. Yes. It was nice having you on. It's nice motivating. Thanks, Abby. Like, right. It's Abby. been amazing being here. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Nice to have you as well.